The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, great. So, um, is that good? Okay. So tonight, I, I want to talk a little, a little bit about retreat practice. And, and the reason why is because, you know, as we are um, getting to the end of the year, it's just inspiring in, in some ways, you know, to, you know, to um, maybe reviewing, reviewing the year and seeing what is you know, what kind of aspirations sometimes, you know, we, we do that, that, you know, at the end of the year, we like, well, let's see what the new year brings, you know, start anew. And as part of that, in case you go through that um, exercise, I just wanted to plant the seed um, and and talk a little bit about retreat practice and and um, maybe you, you uh, have the inspiration to um, to practice on retreat uh, at home or you know at, at a retreat center. And this, it, it, what inspired me is I just uh, recently came back from retreat, and and um, I I just realized, you know, I've been on retreat several times uh, throughout the years. Um, and every time I go is like, is, is, a, is the first retreat. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like it's starting anew with things. Um, so and and I'm going to talk about these using some stories. I just thought that maybe using some stories will be nice in talking a different way about it. But you know, sometimes in our lives we um, we just take some time with, to be with ourselves, to be with a you know, like in, in, in a very intimate way with, with ourselves in, in kind of a contemplation mode. Um, and that can be, you know, um, motivated by maybe going through a big transition in our lives or um, going through difficult times or um, out of having a daily practice and, and practicing with others, you know, like we're practicing right now here in community, um, maybe you realize, oh, I'm, you know, maybe this is, this is a, a good moment in my life to, to see how retreat practice is or to go to another retreat if you have gone to, to some retreats. So um, is, is a way to really... Um, set the conditions to look at our lives through whatever experience come come up or show up as we are sitting. Um, 
for an extended period of time, for, you know, um, days um, with others. Um, so there are different traditions, you know. We may have, um, many of us did not um, grow up with a Buddhist practice. Other other um, people have were started and, and, and grew up in a Buddhist home. Um, and maybe they explored this retreat in many different ways, not only how it is defined in the West. So um, there are different ways in which li- this type of contemplation is um, defined through different traditions and also how we define it, not only through the traditions that we have um, grown up um, or that are part in, in our lives right now. So in Buddhism, that type of life contemplation, as I've been saying, talking about, is, is retreat, retreat practice. And one of the conditions, and, and I've been reflecting about this because of re-entering again, you know, into daily life. Uh, but we really set the conditions or we make a, a strong intention to put everything aside. Uh, maybe have others taking care of things while we're gone for, for a while, or but we just take, you know, like a, make a determination, this, this, is, this is what I'm going to do. And we create the conditions to have uh, more spaciousness, to, to, have, um, to have a commitment to see, let me, let me get to know a little bit my experience in however it shows up, my mind, the mind, how, how it is the mind. And so we, we can become very intimate and even discover some things that, you know, know about, get to discover or, or know things about ourselves that we had no idea. Even though, you know, we've, we've been with ourselves, meaning that, you know, identity that we have or this is who I am for, you know, all our lives, but out of the blue, oh my gosh, where this came from, or something shows up that, you know, didn't show up like for many years, and, and, and that spaciousness, the, the silence, um, the support uh, that, that we get through, through, um, through the community, and and the the people that dedicate their time um, to um, to run the retreat um, provides the space for things to bubble up uh, for um, maybe um, could be um, pleasant experience or non pleasant experiences. Um, but at some point, you know, there's, there may be a realization. It could, it could be anything. It could be an, a, a pleasant experience, a struggling experience, or just an experience. 
you know, at some point there may be these, these maybe reflection of, oh, you know, an experience is just an experience. You know, there's no, um, there's, there's, is what shows up, how, how I relate to it. And, and then um, we start letting go of how we have expected the retreat to go or how we, you know, how we were thinking that, you know, how I was going to sit or how I was going to listen to the teachings or relate to other yogis or so forth. So I just want to read short uh, some some portions of these short stories. This comes from uh, Gil's book, A Monastery Within. And this is kind of the, you know, kind of the life of the retreat. I just thought of how was the retreat that, that I was at. And I said, let me just share with, with uh, my dear community how, how I would describe it. Um, so, um, so, you know, we get to the retreat and we set all our things and, and we're ready to go to the meditation hall. We get a spot. When we get there, someone else took it. <laughs> and your, your retreat already started. It's like, who is this person? Okay, so you take your stuff, you move it somewhere else, you take the, you know, um, move to another chair. And then probably, you know, um, maybe all the caring about family members and, um, you know, things that you left, you may still be a little bit like, okay, how things are rolling. And so... This story, Beyond Here and Now, talks about um, a, a parent with children. And um, it, it, talk, it talks about how this, this parent um, takes the kids to school and how the kids are always in the present moment, right? Always, you know, it, it really it's difficult to take the kids to the car and then drive them to school because they're at between the the door and the car. There are a lot of things that you know they're really paying attention. They're in the present moment. So this person, as the teacher, um, the practice the practice teacher, um, what? You know, what can I do? So, um, so the, the teacher replies, it is unfortunate that some Buddhist teachers overemphasize the present moment. It is as is the present moment is their Buddhist God. It's through the present moment is the wellspring of all things good. However, if we aren't careful, it can also be a wellspring for all things ill. The point of Buddhism is not to be in the present moment. The practice is to be aware of the present moment 
enough so that we can address our clingings as they are occurring. Your, your kids know how to be present, but they're not old enough to notice how they get attached, how they cling. As they get older, they will become less focused on, in the present In the present moment experience, as if they're taught well, they will simultaneously become more and more aware of how they cling. Peace is found through not clinging. So um, the present moment, you know, we emphasize that and we emphasize being, being here, being, being here now on retreat. You know, receive whatever shows up now. Um, and um, one of the reasons why it is softly emphasized <laughs> is um, because sometimes with the busyness and all the multitasking that we're used to, to have in our daily lives, we don't we, we don't have that level of attentiveness and concentration that sometimes brings clarity to the mind and that maybe we can see some very light clinging, some, you know, the wanting sometimes of the mind that um, becomes um, like, like a, a, a stress in our lives. So, um, you know, those first weeks of the retreat I was at, um, it was a little bit like that. It was a little bit like, okay, uh, you know, just seeing everything that was happening, but all the thinking and, you know, thinking of family and um, did I leave everything in order and... And then as I was settling down, I realized, oh, I am clinging right, here. right now. I am clinging to having things being a certain way. Everything is going to be okay. Nothing is going to happen while I'm on retreat. You know, that clinging of having things being a certain way because... Um, you know, I, I was used to to see it like almost like uh, making it, you know, setting conditions to make it almost um, uh, unreal in, in the sense of, of, of making it permanently well and permanently as I left it, you know, just in the same conditions, right? So... Um, so as I started noticing and, you know, seeing, you know, seeing the sensations, sensing the sensations in the body and getting to know, not, noticing the thoughts, noticing the emotions, um, then this happened. Um, So, 
and I'm going to use the pronoun they now. Com um, complaining, they had too many difficulties to be able to discover um, real freedom. They told the abbess, my back hurt. The monastery is either too cold or too hot. Too hot. The food doesn't uh, taste good. And my work as the chief dishwasher is very unpleasant. The abbess replied, if you're free only when you're comfortable, then you're not really free. So those moments, you know, throughout the retreat were, oh my gosh, the food, I'm having oatmeal dukkha. <laughs> I stopped eating oatmeal and then I just modify my breakfast. But, you know, like, ah, oh, this is not going to be a good retreat, you know, went into aversion or, um, or it's getting too cold. I was on the East Coast. Um, or, oh, great, there's coffee, you know, just seeing and then recognizing how the mind goes, you know, to, oh, okay, I want this. I don't want this. There's aversion here. There's aversion there. And at some point, there's, you know, like, like a moment of, of getting to a middle point of, it's just like this. It's just like this. And I realized that in the same way, I mean, the same, in, in, it's, the, it's not like I behave differently when I w I'm on retreat than when I'm at home. <laughs> so then I realized, oh my gosh, I do this at home. How I don't notice this, this at home. But very subtle things that add unnecessary stress, completely unnecessary so that was a big realization, and that was possible because of, again, that, that conditions set for paying full attention to, to the mind with, with no distractions, with no um, uh, checklist of what, you know, anything that I was going to do during the day, the simplicity the simplicity um, of being on retreat is, is, it just becomes profound. It just becomes profound. Um, so another story. So as, you know, I'm paying all, you know, just, okay, I'm going to pay full attention to all this um, they were still, it's not like everything becomes, you know, settled for the entire period of the retreat, but they are distractions. So here is another story about distractions. A young monk complained of having too many distractions to be able to meditate. He explained to the abbess, that he had tried every possible approach to overcome the distractions. He had redoubled his efforts at concentration. 
He had been diligent in crying. Gosh, I need to change my glasses. To let the distractions go. He had also tried many antidotes, including uh, ignoring, ignoring the distractions. When none of these approaches worked, he even tried turning uh, toward the distractions to include them as part of the meditation. And we do that, right? We, you know, we're like, oh, okay, let me just, this is what is here, the distraction, let me include it in the meditation. When uh, also, he also investigated the reactions, feelings, and beliefs in relation to the distractions. Not, none of these had help. In that case, so this person, you know, went to the abyss, right? And so the abyss said, in that case, there remains only one thing for you to do. Please uh, gaze upon the distractions with kindness, kindness, and be still. Just gaze upon the distractions with kindness, kindness, and be still. And that reminded me one time, not this retreat um, that I was at um, weeks ago, but it reminded me of another retreat that the entire retreat I was going through restlessness. It was just, it was like a hindrance attack, one thing after the other. And some 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 moments of you know tranquility, but mostly it was a restless retreat. And I remember the teacher telling me, "Just be still, but just be still, <laughs> but just be still." And just and by you know at some point, I don't know if it was exhaustion that you know. Well, okay. Is you just come to terms with things, and and no matter what, you know the conditions help you in some ways. Um, um, it it does it does make a difference to then make you know whatever I can do in at any level I can do it. I'm just going to pretend to be still. I'm just going to pretend to be still. So in the same way that I set that intention on retreat. When I came back from retreat, in the reentry at home, you know, many things going on. But then I just said, you know, I am going to sit here and I'm going to be still. I'm going to turn off the phone. I'm just going to set this block of time just to sit and be still here without moving. If I want a cup of coffee, later. If I want to go to the bathroom, maybe later, if, you know. But that stillness, that cultivation of, of, of that intention of being still, it, it carries you. It carries you. At, at some point, that stillness... Um, it, it, it's almost like you discover that that stillness is also inside of you. 
that there's a stillness inside of you that that sometimes, at least for myself, because of all the busyness, sometimes I is is get distracted and don't notice it. But there's a stillness inside of us that we can go to at any point in the day, wherever you are, no matter how noisy it is. Um, And you can try, check it out at any moment during your day to see if there's a moment of stillness that you can can find within you. Um, So after all those distractions and, and getting to a place of stability, stability of mind and stillness in the mind and, and stillness in, in um, sitting or, you know, setting that intention of being here, just sitting, receiving experience, then there are conditions already established for you to, or, or for, you know, for us to see how it is that physical sensations arise and pass, how feelings, how the pleasant, unpleasant arises and passes. I bet that maybe you may be feeling or having a, you know, a, a, a different experience right now than the experience that you had when you woke up this morning. So... Um, then we can see that there are thoughts that come and go, and we can see that there are thoughts that keep showing up. Maybe a sign that there's something that needs to be taken care of or something that needs some investigation. Um, and there is also the, the sense of self, of how appears that sense of self, of that identity during the day, how it is that it changes as you relate to people, as you go to work, as, as you go back home. Um, is it permanent? Is it permanent, that identity that you take on when you start doing whatever you're doing at work. What happens when you go back home? Um, so some things to, to, to name uh, so that you see that, you know, in retreat practice, even if you cannot go to a retreat center, you can set a retreat, kind of a retreat at home with solitude and, 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 and some quiet and maybe just um, sit uh, as a Buddha, because that's what the Buddha did, sitting and watching the the rising and passing of experience. Um, So let me read to you another story that I think is such a beautiful story. Um, to convey these, what I was talking about, the silence. Um, The abbess once said, if a person is always surrounded by music, they may never imagine 
there is an alternative. But if after many years they come to a place where there is no music, they may be surprised, maybe even shocked, by the relief of not hearing the constant sound. If their experience of silence makes it makes a strong enough impression, then when they return to the world of music, they will not only hear the music, but also the silence, which is always here with the music. With awakening, you will know a peace which is always here. So, there's the stillness inside of us, and then there's that quiet quality of awareness, quiet quality of mindfulness. So, as I, I, I talked before about, you know, that stillness within you, but now also I'm adding to that the, the stillness that comes not only of being still within you, but the stillness that you can recognize in your experience when you're mindful. In that, that moment of, yes, I know, I know what is happening. I, I recognize what is happening. And there may be that can play out in different ways. There may be situations, there's another story here that I love that talks about a monk of being in a monastery for, you know, for many years. And this, this person was used to, to the silence and then left the monastery and did some uh, other things and uh, started uh, working on, on a place that was very noisy. And someone asked, this is just very loud and noisy. It doesn't bother you? I say, well, no, now I know that there's a quietness. There's something quiet. I, I got, I, I, I got to, to learn how to hear to that stillness and that quietness. The, the, now my mind is... You know, is is quiet. Is so. Um, I can hear that stillness too. I can I can hear it in the sound. So there may be moments in which we hear the music and not hear the silence. And there's the moment in which we may hear the music and we may be aware of the silence. We may be aware of the mindfulness that is around us because we have practiced. We have become aware that actually we, mindfulness doesn't go away. It's here. You know, I'm shaking. I cannot, I cannot shake mindfulness of this hand. 
you know, once I know it's here, it's like, I cannot, where, where is it? So, where does it go? It's, you know, so there's a whole exploration for um, stillness and mindfulness and, and what is going on in our bodies, our minds, and um, what is going on around us. Let uh, retreat in whatever way you practice. Um, in whatever way you set the conditions to be on retreat at home or somewhere else. Let 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 the 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 practice change you. You know, let's let maybe holding the intention of being open to being open to be transformed, being open to um, to get out of the way, you know, making things, letting things happen just how they happen, receiving experience, however experience shows up. Um, it is um, it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's not going with the expectations or setting the expectations. I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to set, you know, on Saturday I'm going to set three hours here at home and going to practice on retreat, you know, retreat mode so that all my problems go away. Um, you may be creating other problems. If... You said that intention. Because it's too much effort, too much stress. There's no space for, you know, relaxing and see, okay, that's it, with no expectation of what will happen in those three hours. So, um, does I think that that is... Um, that is enough. That is enough. Um, now, just you know, just to to have a feeling of you know remembering that we're here in community and supporting each other, even though maybe some of you do not know each other. Um, it's just a beautiful here that a beautiful thing that we're here supporting each other. You know, is is sometimes. Sitting alone is not the is not is not easy. So um, it will be great to to know you know any thoughts or protests or celebrations or any questions that you may have. Uh, maybe another person has the same question or the same comment, and if not, that is okay. You can. Definitely pass, but it will be great just to hear one or two voices. Just to see maybe what is your experience with retreat or how does this land for you?
That was fun. I like those stories. <laughs> I think, um, well, there's a lot that I've been thinking about. One one point that I've been working on in my practice that came up when you told the story about restlessness and to look at the distractions with kindness and be still. And it's the kindness part that's been very important to me, the non-harming mm-hmm. um, to myself and to others, and to really be aware of how my energy becomes the distraction or, you know, for someone else, if I'm, you know, projecting reactivity that's not from that place of stillness and peace and kindness. So I think um, non-harming and kindness is really up for me now, and it's, it's a big part of of the silence for me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Anything else? One thing that I've noticed, not just in retreat, but more particularly coming here, yes. is that I've entrained myself to to behave and experience certain things and to drop certain things when I come in the door. And after coming here many years, my head empties out. I come and do what I need to do. I sit down. I'm quiet. My head isn't rattling. It's it's just that that repeating, that discipline, that discipline, that discipline, coming back and coming back. And after a while, it's 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 sort of like the magic of cleaning up after yourself. It's like after a while, your head's clean. Hmm. When you know, if you know, I bring myself back and bring myself back and bring my. After a while, I I, I associate being back with being here. So it's sort of like this added attraction, and that can happen to me in nature, not particularly. I haven't been to the same retreat centers over and over again, so I haven't got an entrainment on a particular retreat center, but I'll go out in nature and have some of that same, like, oh, I'm home. And you just sort of, you know, calm down. And it's, it's like a habit that's, that's established itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, establish, it establishes itself through the continuity. Mm-hmm. You know, that continuity and dedication of, of you showing up or of you establishing that relationship with, with nature. Uh, there's so there are many different teachings um, that where nature is used also as a way to um, to practice to relate you know to to experience without you know getting getting in the way you know just practicing just like the trees receive the rain just like the trees receive the sun. Um, so that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
So let's let's end and um, let's share the merit. Um, so may the merit of your efforts to come tonight after a long day um, may it bear fruits that benefit you, benefit all your loved ones, everyone you come in contact with, all your communities, and it ripples out to the entire world for the benefit of you, for the benefit of others, and for the benefit of all. May all beings be happy. May all beings be free. May all beings know peace. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for being here in community. <laughs>